Hi folks, Chris Voss here. Welcome to the Chris Voss Show podcast, another episode. This is going to be a one-on-one between you and me and the audience. We're going to share some interesting news. This is probably going to blow a few people's minds and uh, some interesting changes that, uh, uh, you know, won't change much of the show, but uh, there'll be some new added content that'll be pretty freaking cool. You'll be able to check out. Uh, so let me see if I can figure out a way to start at the beginning and move chronologically Last month, I've been uh, doing some different changes to downsize my life to uh, get ready for this book that we want to take and write. Uh, some of this has been in planning for about a year now, and uh, I've been kind of resisting it, but uh, it looks like uh, after being 10 years of social media, I really need to write a book, start speaking again, and I'll go through some of the reasons uh, why we finally come to that decision and the journey that's going to be pretty cool, uh, hopefully thereafter. We're kind of working through the whole process of uh, of uh, this whole thing, so <laughs> let's, let's just get into it because that's probably the easiest way to do it. Well, thanks for tuning in. Be sure for the, for the show to your friends. We certainly appreciate you guys. Um, we see all those great downloads and just are, are always so thankful. Uh, anyway, back in 2013, one of my friends is uh, Mike Elgin. I don't know if you know him on social media, but he was one of the social media early rock stars. He writes for a lot of different magazines. He's written a book. Um, and uh, you've probably seen him a lot on the Leo Laporte show, which um, I'm trying to remember the name of his uh, radio show, but uh, it, it might come to me. But uh, if you know Leo Laporte, uh, he's got the technology show, variety of different channels uh, that he's had for, I don't know, 10, 20 years. I don't know how long he's been on the radio, but, uh, anyway, Mike's been on a show a lot. So if you've seen that show, you've probably seen Mike Elgin, uh, Mike Elgin, uh, he pretty much lives what you would call a nomad life. He writes for all these great magazines, writes books. Um, and he travels the world with his wife and sometimes his kids and stuff. And he literally has no home. <laughs> he literally has no home. He has no car. Um, and in Europe and stuff, when he travels, of course, you can travel with train. There's all sorts of different ways you can do stuff. But he literally has carved out a life for himself for, I don't know, it's been years and years and years and years. I, I haven't asked him. He's been on the podcast. If you want to search for his name, Mike Elgin or Elgin, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. That's kind of weird. E-L-G-A-N. You can search for him on the podcast, The Chris Voss Show, and see the hour we spent with him on his book. Um and uh, uh, so anyway, uh, back in 2013, I was inspired by him and what he was doing with his life because uh, a lot of people don't realize that if you get rid of your house, you get rid of your car, uh, but you still maintain the same income that you had to take and um, uh, maintain that stuff, uh, that's a lot of freaking money. And in today's world with the blossoming of Airbnb and uh, all these different sites, there's a couchsurfer.com. I know that I've had friends that have done couch surfing, not as like a not as like a thing where they didn't have a house, but like when they went to visit for events, shows, CS, you know, stuff like that, they would uh, do the couch surfing thing. And, you know, sometimes they'd just do it whenever they wanted a vacation. It was a way to vacation very inexpensively. So a lot of these um, different sites have, have created a lot of the democratization of freedom where people can do um, and travel much more inexpensively than, you know, paying for expensive hotels and rates and fees and all the crap that they put you through. Uh, and sometimes you can kind of learn more about your community. They, they kind of were really an expansion of bed and breakfasts because bed and breakfasts um, kind of had that s sort of same experience where you could have community 
where uh, you could go to bed and breakfast, meet the uh, wonderful couple that uh, uh, kind of give you personalized service, and uh, you could stay there just like a hotel, only uh, it was much more homey, kind of felt like you were visiting family, if you will, I suppose as long as it was a cool <laughs> family you're visiting, and uh, they weren't, uh, I don't know, you weren't visiting the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, folks. That wouldn't work out well, but then no one to hear from you after that. So, uh, But that's probably better because then they don't get bad reviews, right? <laughs> Can't leave bad reviews if you're on the meat hook at the Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing. Anyway, uh, sorry for going dark with a the joke there, but I just uh, we had to go down that road. Um, but uh, uh, in 2013, I, I was really enamored by this idea of being able to travel and do stuff. At the time, I was living uh, in, in California, and I had my two dogs. My dogs were uh, both around, I think, about 12 and 11 or something like that. My one dog was starting to have really bad seizures. She was kind of at the end of her road. She died, I think, about a, uh, that year, actually. Um, she passed, shadow did. And, uh, uh, and then a couple years later, Abby passed away as well once we moved back to Nevada. Um, and... I really was enamored. I had, uh, I think, about $10,000 worth of cameras and, and lenses from Canon. Uh, I had all my GoPros. We love the GoPro product. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a van, RV, and I'm going to travel all around the U.S. with my dogs. And we're going to shoot everything. And then uh, AT&T, of course, has always been a great company that we've always reviewed their phones now for almost 10 years. Um and they give us service, uh, so we have service to travel with and stuff like that. And I'm like, we'll just travel and shoot, and then I'll use my house as a base. I'll rent out some rooms and, and uh, you know, have a place I can always come back to as a base, place to get my mail, and, uh, you know, come collect rent and all that good stuff and, and you know, wander, do some wandering. Um, the biggest challenge was my dogs were too old. Uh, my one dog shadow, uh, right about the time she would not get in the car to go for a ride. Uh, her hips or arthritis, just, just everything was not working for her. And, uh, she'd reached the end of her run. She was just a wonderful dog. Um, and it, it just became apparent to me, uh, in trying to do little jaunts and travels of photography that I could not take them with me. And I started having to do my photography day trips, uh, without them because they just they, they're just too old and so I had to shelf that idea at the time and uh, kind of ride out the rest of their lives and see where they were going uh, now my life is uh, kind of changed a little bit I've got two young huskies now if you've seen them on social media uh, there's Freya who's uh, I think three now going on four and there's uh, Rocky, who's one and a half going on two, and they are just full of life, they're active, they're busy, they're healthy, um, and uh, traveling would be fun for them, because they love adventure, if you know Huskies, they, they love adventure and trouble, so, um, and, and, and the world's just become better with this ability to travel, and I think a year ago is when I interviewed Mike Elgin uh, on his book that he put out, I'm going to see if we can pull this up here, as I talk to you and we'll give a plug out to the book. Uh, and, and I talked about doing it and, you know, he travels all over the world. I've always loved the lifestyle of Anthony Bourdain, being able to go different places, meet different people, find out what ticks, break bread with them, share a meal. I've always loved eating. I mean, if you've seen me, yeah, I probably haven't won too many burgers. Um, he, uh, Mike Elgin is an American journalist, blogger, blogger, columnist, and podcaster. He's columnist for uh, publications, including Computer World, 
Cult of Android, Cult of Mac, Forbes, Datamation, E-Week, and Baseline. And uh, the book that he wrote, uh, if you want to check it out, it is on Amazon, Gastronomad. Uh, Gastronomad, uh, I'm not sure either how you pronounce it. <laughs> Uh, the art of living everywhere and eating everything. And if you follow Mike Elgin's thing, um, he's on Twitter. He's also on Google, uh, photos. Uh, he's got a thing that he shares there. You can see all the photos of his travel with him and his lovely wife and the meals that they either cook or that they share the community that they uh, are involved in. Uh, and we literally talk in the podcast about, and I'm sure this is covered in the book as well. If you want to order it, uh, we literally talk in the podcast about how he plans this out how he structures it so that he can save the most amount of money, pretty much plans his life out like six months to a year into the future. And I've always been really impressed with this. Now, uh, after being 10 years in social media, I've tried to write a book several times. Uh, when Abby uh, got uh, my Husky got uh, um, anal sac cancer, uh, we spent about a year and a half with hospice care. Uh, I cut all my travel out. I didn't want to travel, speak, do anything. I kind of went into kind of a hole to take care of her because I couldn't travel with the condition she was in and, and the service that we needed to do to keep her alive. Uh, and then after that, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be two years that she passed um, in, on the 20th of this month. So we're, we've kind of still been in this healing mode for a year of losing her because yeah, she was a really great dog and it, it was hard. So um, not getting much into that. Uh, I think a lot of people saw that journey that I lived out on Facebook and shared with my friends and, and had the great support of my community there. Um, but we, I finally reached a point where I'm like, you know what? I want to speak. I want to do more. I want to travel. Uh, this year I've been doing more events, CES, NAB, Infocom, um, AWE. Uh, you've probably seen me going out more and more to different events, traveling and stuff. And, and one of the downsides of traveling, uh, doing events is that I have to leave the dogs at home, which I really hate. And if I do travel for an extended period of time, more than a day or two, I, I have to put them into, um, like a doggy daycare kennel service so that they can be doing. And that raises the cost of what we have to travel with. And I miss them dearly when I travel. I, I've always missed my dogs when I travel. Uh, they usually always cuddle up to me in bed at night. And uh, if you got huskies, they keep you warm. And they're just they're just so wonderful dogs. And, and they help you sleep because, I mean, they, they just give you peace, if you will. Um, I used to sit and watch Abby's face when I would sleep because I used to ha have a really hard time going to sleep with stress and manic, you know, being ADD. And just watching the peace on her face would just help me put to sleep. I'd just kind of mirror her, the rapport or whatever it's called. Uh, I just kind of mirror her peacefulness, that, that look on her face, and I would feel peace and, and I would fall asleep. And uh, so she she really taught me a lot of things with that, with, with just, uh, you know, I don't know, some sort of, I don't know what you call that, some sort of mirroring um but just, just, uh, just, just how to relax and enjoy life. I mean, if you've ever seen a dog, they are really professionals <laughs> at being able to sleep, relax, go to a deep sleep really quickly. And, uh, they just put life in the proper perspective when it really comes down to it and the whole scope of their, uh, modus of operandi. So, um, let me see if I can skip this through a little faster. I've been needing to write a book for years. I wrote a book, uh, or I wrote a manuscript, uh, and sent it to a lot of different places back when the iPad came out and all the publishers were freaking out and rejected it because they, they were freaking out about the, how the iPad was wrecking, 
uh, publishing. Uh, I tried again uh, in 2013, went through Salon of Deaths, uh, then Abby's thing, and then um, coming through it the last few years. So I finally reached a point where I feel like I want to write down kind of uh, some of my experiences, lessons, all that sort of stuff from owning my own businesses, and I need to write a book. Well, what do you do when you write a book? Uh, it's really hard to write a book if you're maintaining, you know, a big house and a big life and, and all this sort of stuff that I'm doing. And you spend most of your time chasing money. Uh, so I, what I've basically decided to do, and this is kind of a plan, uh, my last house, the, the two year contract was coming up in May. And I said, you know what? I, I, we're going to dial this back. We're going to cut the overhead. And the one thing I've been watching is this, uh, not only Mike Elgin's nomad life, but I've been watching this RV life, this van life. And I've been really enamored because we review a lot of products on the Chris Voss show. We get a lot of cool products from people like GoSun, where you can have uh, solar cookers. Uh, we just got a recent uh, really cool product uh, from a company called Heston Q, which has induction burners where you can travel with stove burners and cook, and it's all IoT, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and we have a lot of different solar products that have been sent to me over the years. So I already have like a lot of these products for travel and doing stuff. And I've always kind of had this dream that's been cooking since 2013. And I'm like, you know what? It, this might be a time for me to downsize my life. I've always been a minimalist. I just have myself and my kid, two kids, which are, uh, my two huskies. So I don't have any human kids per se. I don't have a wife. And, uh, I've always been nomadic. I've always been an entrepreneur since, uh, 18. So I've always been so involved in projects and doing stuff. I've tried dating. I've tried settling down. I've, I've been engaged twice. I just, I just could not do it because um, I'm so independent. I'm pretty nomadic in my thing. I just don't get lonely. I don't need people, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I, I date, but, you know, settling down with one person for more than four or five years at a time, I, I just can't imagine doing that. I, I get sick of me, really, when it comes down to it. And honestly, uh, if you followed me, for the last 10 years, or since about 2000, uh, what was it, 2004 is when I got rid of a big home in Utah, moved to Las Vegas to investing in real estate, realized the market was going to bust, and I haven't owned a home since, I've just rented homes, and I move literally every two to three years, on average two, sometimes I've stayed at a place for three, and I literally get sick of it, like my last place, I love my last place, but I got sick of all the stores, all the restaurants, and you know, seeing the same stuff. And I'm like, you know, I really need to try and find some place to move so I can just have a new adventure. Um, so I decided to, uh, cut my overhead, uh, to kind of downsize everything so I can focus on this book, you know, basically go into the woods. I've had a lot of my friends that they just kind of go find a, some friend's cabin or something like that, someplace where they can cut their overhead where they're not chasing money. They can go focus on a book. So we're doing that right now. Uh, the, in the last month, we spent the downsize. I, I moved my house, everything into two giant storage units in both. <laughs> there's one in Vegas, there's one in uh, Utah. Uh, I moved up to stay with my family so I could write this book, cut my overhead, and uh, take care of my family as well. And uh, my dogs are much happier. Uh, they've got a giant yard they can run around compared to the small one that we had in Las Vegas. Uh, and of course there's the, quite the excruciating heat. I, I guess it will go kind of high here. Uh, and I'm writing a book. So there's that. The other thing we're doing, you, you probably saw recently, I went to an event called the Adventure Gear Expo and we reviewed a lot of sprinters and, and different products, backpacks, different, uh, things that people are using to, uh, do the van life or RV life. 
If you get a chance, go on Instagram uh, or Twitter. Uh, you can hit pound RV life or pound uh, van life, and you will see these people that are living these amazing travel lives. And they literally take stuff like a Mercedes Sprinter van or an RV, and usually they're gutted from commercial use, and they take and build these mini homes in them. I've even been amazed by mini homes. You know, one of my things is being a single guy is I, I don't need a lot of space. I literally figured out, you know, owning homes all these years that they're renting, owning, whatever you want to call it. Um, they, I, I don't want to lie to my audience, um, that I, I use like maybe 10, 10 by 20, 10 by 10 space. I spend all my day working on the computer. My whole life's on a line. I can work anywhere in the world if I have Wi-Fi. Uh, and, uh, I, I don't need a giant home. Most of these homes are made for like married guys with families and of course you have one if you have a wife because you know uh, women nest and and that's where they build their nest that's it's kind of a dna you know basic human sort of thing and uh so you gotta make her happy well i don't have that in my life i just have me you know in my last house if you saw i have a beautiful expensive table that has like 10 seats to it i think i've eaten there maybe 30 times in the 20 years i've owned that table because <laughs> i always eat at my desk uh, and so just having this huge expansive property and stuff that I have to maintain and, and the cost and stuff, uh, it just is silly. Cause I'm like, I, you know, I, all I need is my desk and, you know, some of the basics of life. Uh, sometimes I cook, a lot of times I go out. So, uh, the concept of maybe downsizing my life to something that's more mobile, something that's more fun on top of that, like I said earlier, I've been doing more events. So, uh, th this is kind of, this whole journey is kind of solving a lot of different issues. So I've been doing more events and I'll probably do more. And here's the thing. Once I get this book done, I'm going to be speaking more because I'll be traveling and doing the book. Well, this will take more time away from my dogs. And, and I hate that. Uh, and I also hate flight <laughs> travel. I will fly. I'm, you know, I'm, I won't, you know, I'm not someone who's like, I will fly, but I hate the experience of flight travel. It's a nightmare. It, it, I hate the experience of, of acting, being someone's bitch. This is another reason I'm not married. Um, and you know, you, you, you must sit in your chair, sir. You must jump through our hoops and you, we own you for however long and, and don't get up. And you know, I, I hate that whole thing. And you're crammed like a lemming into a, into a sardine can and you know, it's not air conditioned. Well, I get sick when I travel. Usually I got sick recently at, uh, AWE 2019, I came back with a walking pneumonia because, you know, there's people on the flight with all sorts of, you know, disease and you're breathing the air. Um, it's crazy, man. I hate it. I hate the TSA experience. That just makes it worse. I hate how uh, just going to an event, you know, you've got to, you've got to spend, you got to add two hours of the time of, of waking up, going, waiting for TSA. And then when you leave, it's another two, you know, the whole thing's just expansive. I mean, when I, when I fly to California, I can drive there quicker than what it takes to go through the whole experience. Um, you know, the delays. I mean, when I went to AWE this, uh, year, um, I was like, well, you know, it's just a quick, you know, one and a half hour flight, you know, we can probably pull this off and do it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they put me back two to three hours on the, before we could even fly out because of the winds in San Francisco. I'm like, you know what? If, if this gets any longer. I could have drove to San Francisco and hung out with my friends and had a good time and took my dogs with me rather than doing this stupid crap. 
So, um, you know, there's, I mean, there's trips back East that I might fly to and stuff, stuff that's long, but a lot of the events that I do, we take the podcast, we record booths, we, we talk to people on the podcast. The other thing I've loved is being nomadic. I, anytime I've ever traveled, I, I hate that I'm racing the journey to the end and, uh, and, and really the journey is about the journey. If you've learn that in your experience in life. And if you haven't, you really need to, because you're killing yourself. Um, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey, what you learn, what you experience, because there's no perfect run. There's no perfect ride. And, uh, and it's about the journey and what you learn from it. That this is a difference. Um, so I, I've always hated this experience of whenever I want to drive somewhere or travel, I'm always just racing to get to the destination. And I'll see these back roads and different like old buildings and history and stuff like that or stuff. And, and I've always been well, part of the reason I love the podcast and having people on it is I love talking to people about what makes them tick, what got them there, what, what motivated them, what, what made that choice. Um, why did they do what they do? Why, why do you milk cows? Why does it, why is that your thing? Uh, why do you love that? What motivated you to do that? And, and to me, I don't think I like milking cows, but I'm really interested in why that guy thinks milking cows is better than what I like. And, and it's, it's not about who's better. It's just, it's just, I'm kind of like, well, how did his journey go? And I don't know, maybe milking cows is cool. Maybe if he tells me about like he, you know, he likes milking cows, maybe I'll like milking cows. I don't know. If you follow my whole life, my whole life has been this wonderful journey of, of different, uh, you know, being a photographer for 10 years and then quitting that because it was like, I'm not really that good. I'm going to go do something else. Um, all my life, about every five to ten years, I've changed into something else or delved into something else. Owned a lot of different corporations. I get bored, man. I get bored. I want to try something different. I've shut down companies because I was bored. And I'm like, I just want to do something else. Um, I, you know, I think I never really found anything I really loved other than being CEO and creating companies and being innovative. And I love communities, building communities, and interacting with those communities, like my podcast. But I think about the only thing I'd ever love is to get a ranch somewhere and raise like 50,000 huskies and have a husky rescue. Uh, that's probably about the only thing I'd, I think I'd love passionately. Uh, and just being able not to give a shit. Um, I just, I just, I don't know. I love huskies, but other than that, I, there's not much else that I really, really love, uh, to do as a job. So anyway, um, that being said, uh, the, the process is, is I'm like, well, you know what I can do? What if I go build, uh, get me a Sprinter van? Uh, I think that's what we're focused on now because I've been researching RVs and all this sort of stuff. And so get a Sprinter van, uh, renovate it the way I want. This is kind of the cool thing. You can customize it. You can make it like yours. It becomes kind of like a mini home. And some of the different technology and products they make for it is mind-blowing like i said if you go to instagram hit pound rv life or pound van life there's facebook groups as well you can go on you will have your mind blown at at what people make i mean they're making these mini homes you can actually order a mini home from amazon or up from eighteen thousand dollars up and make yourself a mini home uh in las vegas they have a rv park and they're converting from an rv park to where they're making these mini homes that are on on uh, fifth wheel trailers that you can move so i could go live in las vegas for a couple of years in a little mini home having the space that i need just as a single guy uh and 
then uh, I can go screw it. I want to go live in Austin for a while during South by Southwest, check out all barbecue and stuff, which I've wanted to do for a lot of years. Uh, and then I can, uh, you know, just pull up stakes and go someplace else. Um, with Google Fi, now you can travel the world. You just uh, pay the same you would pay for any other service and uh, literally travel the world and do everything. That's what Mike Elgin uses, Mike Elgin. Um, I really need to look up the pronunciation of his name, so that's the variation there. So anyway, uh, so this kind of this kind of solves a lot of different issues in my life with me doing all these events, kind of wanting to see the back roads, kind of wanting to interview people on the road with the podcast. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. So I'm like, you know what we can do? We can set up a podcast studio in the Sprinter van and a way to live in the Sprinter van and all the different products and, and stuff that go into it. I could take the dogs with me to events. We could do podcasts on the road when we see stuff or maybe interview people in kind of the backwoods of America, have some fun with that in the travel. And it's not about the destination. So like if I have an event like maybe, I don't know, a week from now, instead of just doing that whole reach the airport, hope you get your flight, crazy, you know, day thing that I do. Uh, sometimes I go in and out on one day. What I could do is just take like a couple days slowly drive to wherever I want to go, wherever this event is, do the event, have a place to sleep, cut the overhead on the cost for uh, hotels and uh, rental cars that I usually do, cut the cost of uh, putting the dogs into kennels. And then, of course, I have them with me. And then what I can do is during the day, eight to five, when usually the shows are, you know, doing all their thing, I, I couldn't leave in the van. You just can't do that with dogs, especially huskies, because they'll pretty much shred everything in the van and of course there's heat and all sorts of stuff you can't do that with dogs um what i do is just put the dogs in a doggy daycare you know they have them everywhere now uh put the dogs in a doggy daycare and then they're there for the day so and then when i come home from the event at five or six o'clock at night i can pick them up put them in the van and and usually we do these for uh, events for one to two days so uh you're not gonna have them for a day and then we can uh, slowly ride home and bring you guys amazing podcaster content as we go through the whole process of travel and just having fun and like i say i can work anywhere in the world you know for 10 years now i've been in a place in my life where i can work anywhere in the world as long as i have wi-fi and uh, even then, I can work without Wi-Fi, create broadcasts, uh, re do reviews, just record them. And then when I do get around Wi-Fi, I just have to upload all that material to uh, the Internet, YouTube, et cetera, et cetera, uh, the podcast, et cetera, et cetera, work client stuff, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I can do all that as long as I have Wi-Fi and, and sometimes when I'm not. So uh, this would be pretty fun, uh, and I think it would be great because I'm really excited to take my dogs with me, and they're going to be excited to travel, and I'm going to be excited to see some things. The nice thing is uh, there's so many of these people that are doing this now. In fact, a lot of senior citizens, this is what they do. Um, I wouldn't say the most, but uh, you know, when I was driving the U-Haul back from Las Vegas to Utah, all I saw was just RVs and these old people driving them. And, they, you know, some of them are really nice. I'd, I'd love to have one of those maybe eventually. Uh, but I do kind of want to see if I'm going to like this road life. I may try it for a couple months and hate it. I mean, that's if you know me, that's kind of how I am. I, I'll try stuff and I'll hate it and then I'll move on to something else. So I want to try this life. But uh, so what I've done is I've set up a place where I can write my book. So we're in the midst of doing that right now. And... Uh, 
we're looking at vans. We're looking. We're uh, trying to understand this lifestyle more, seeing uh, different concepts of building it out, uh, planning how that whole thing's going to work, and speaking engagements, et cetera, et cetera. Once the book is out, I might do some before the book is out, but I think I want to wait until this book is out and get this baby stuck in the can because I put it off <laughs> for ten years now. Uh, in August, the podcast and the Chris Voss show will be 10 years old, August of 2019. So there's that. Um, and, uh, uh, so I want to put that together. We're going to put the sprinter van together. One of the problems I've always had about doing this is I get lots of review products sent to me and I need a mailing address where all that stuff can be sent to me. Well, fortunately my family's lived in Utah for 50 billion years. I think 40 years or something like that. They're not going anywhere anytime soon. So I can uh, use them as a base where I can have a place to stay. Uh, I can have my mail sent there. I can have a studio and, and, uh, and, a, and a little office taken set up. But then I can also travel and get away, do my jaunts, do my stuff, and uh, take the dogs with me. And uh, just have this wonderful life where I have a base to work from. And then I also have... Uh, live on the road because I don't, I don't think I want to live in a van permanently that I don't really know. That's what excites me. <laughs> uh, I kind of, I'd like a break. You know, like I say, I get sick of things. So, uh, living in a van 24 hours a day might get a little weird and sick. Um, but we have all these great products. We have companies like we boost who send us RV signal boosters. I'm trying to look around the room. We have the saddleback leather bags, of course, which are great for traveling. Um, Dave Munson, who created that company, Saddleback Leather Bags, uh, you know, he's traveled the world and he makes these bags that are designed to travel the world. Um, so a lot of my, uh, life right now, we've been downsizing. We've been just getting rid of stuff that I don't need, uh, get rid of all this, uh, big stuff. You know, that stuff I'm still keeping my beautiful, expensive beds and tables. We'll just put those into storage and see if I want to stick with this life. A lot of expensive stuff I'm still keeping, but, uh, um, I'm trying to see there's different solar packs that we have. I have tons of backpacks, uh, from some of the greatest companies, uh, in the world. And we've got more coming from the adventure, uh, gear expo here in Salt Lake city, Utah. We got a really bunch of cool stuff coming, uh, electric blankets that turn into ponchos and, and, uh, you know, pretty much this whole sort of van life, RV life, adventure lifestyle. Um, let's see what else do we have back here. I'm trying to turn around i've got some really cool um uh, uh what would you call those things refrigerant bags uh travel bag they're from pelican and pelican is going make some great stuff so we're going to be using some of their stuff I'm trying to see what i can't I, I can't see it all behind me uh anyway there's a ton of products that we have we even got a, a, a ssd uh from western digital that's designed to be highly durable take a lot of impact it's 500 uh gigabyte hard drive and it's designed to be banged around all that good stuff and the nice thing with the ssd is you can bang around a little bit um they survive much better than uh hard disk so i've got all this great travel stuff that i already have that i can use on the road and uh, uh heston q is sending us a big giant another uh induction burner that you can portableize anywhere as long as you have the power for it. it requires a bit of power but if you've seen these custom vans are doing uh you put all the sort of power units in your thing you build it out with multiple batteries and these these power converters it's freaking crazy what people are doing they're literally building homes inside of vans and the creativity and the innovation they're doing uh the personalization is is just really cool so anyway 
Uh, I'm going to quit fighting it. And I'm, the nice thing is I'm 52. So I'm still young enough where I can kind of deal with some of this crap. Uh, I changed the tire the other day on my car. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm not in my senior citizen age. That might be a little harder, uh, traveling. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Well, I will just have to see how it goes. So anyway, that's where my life's going right now. We're working on a book, uh, where we've gone to the cabin in the woods, if you will, in Salt Lake City, Utah, which, uh, you know, whatever. Um, and, uh, going to write the book, going to tour, going to speak, going to keep doing more events, uh, that we have coming up and, uh, probably going back and forth to Vegas. Cause there's a lot of show in Las Vegas and I, lo- I still love Vegas. Um, and I have a storage unit there, so I gotta, you know, go back and get some stuff. But, uh, uh, that's basically in 30 minutes where my whole life is going and, uh, kind of been planning this for a year and didn't really want to pull the trigger on it. Uh, finally decided, you know, we've, we've got to write a book and, and, and this is the time to do it. And, uh, off we go. So that's where we're at. <laughs> crazy, huh? Sounds like crazy. The nice thing is it solves a lot of problems. Um, it solves a lot of things and it's kind of a, it's kind of a thing that solves a lot of solutions for me. I don't have to leave my dogs behind. I can travel with them. I can take my time. I can have fun. I don't have to put up with the TSA, which, you know, that's almost invaluable and priceless right there. Um, (laughs) take off your shoes. You, we own you. I mean, the minute yeah, I walk into an airport, I'm owned by the TSA and the airlines. You know, if you cause any trouble, we'll call the FBI and you'll be taken off a plane and put on a no-fly list. You'll never be able to fly again. So, uh, I think one time I got stuck at LaGuardia for two freaking hours with no air conditioning, um, and all over some stupid thing where they couldn't weigh the plane right or the weight of the wear for the plane wasn't working right. And then they had to argue with everybody, get them off the plane. And, you know, I was already on a, like was a five hour flight home and then it became an extra two hours. And you're just like, man, it's, it's a good thing. They don't let you bring loaded guns in these flights. Cause I'd shoot myself right now. I, you know, I wouldn't hurt anybody else. I'd shoot myself. And maybe that's half the reason they don't let you bring guns on planes. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Um, but no, I mean, seriously, like, you know, you hear these horror stories of people that are trapped on planes for hours and I'm just like, I would just find a rope and tie a noose and hang myself in my thing. And of course, sadly, everyone would probably try and stop me. I don't know that, that, or they'd fight me for the noose so they can hang themselves. I just, I just really hate flight travel. I'm a big guy. I'm tall. And I don't sit in those chairs well. Those chairs are all made for midgets. And now I'm seeing, you know, all the pictures and videos of how they're like, we're going to make people half stand in these even more squash chairs. You know, and and I, I'm cheap, man. I, I look at business class and I look at, I look at coach and I'm just like, uh, I'm not doing that, you know. It's kind of like my, I don't know, I don't have any good jokes for the comparison to that. But anyway, so that's where my life's going. Uh, we're going to write this book, uh, get it down. We've got the, uh, outline for it down and, uh, it's going to have a lot of lessons in my life being an entrepreneur since 18, different tricks, tips for entrepreneurs. What I've learned, uh, everything from sales to law, uh, it's all going to be in there. Um, and, uh, hopefully it'll be good. Hopefully people will like it. I guess if they don't, then we'll screw me. (laughs) 
I'm still going to keep doing events and, and do this lifestyle and travel. But I got to tell you, it really is nice not to have that nut to crack anymore. Uh, a lot of the RV people that I've been reading about, watching, seeing them on YouTube, if you get a chance to check this out, um, really, uh, the nice thing about doing this RV camper life is for roughly about the price of what it would cost you to rent a home or pay for a mortgage for and you know utilities and everything for a year uh you could pretty much buy and build out a van and live that lifestyle and then if you go beyond that you're in the profit zone and guess what it's yours you own it you're not paying rent to somebody you're not uh, paying this eternal mortgage that if you miss a couple of payments, they're going to kick you out. I mean, I always get kind of a giggle when people like, we own our home. Uh, no, you don't. <laughs> I mean, unless you own it free and clear, you don't really own your home. It's yours as long as you make the monthly payment every month for the next bloody 30 years. Um, I've got some friends right now that are having trouble selling their home. They're trying to get out of the home and move to another area. And I think they're downsizing and and they can't even sell the home. So, it, you know, that whole concept of the giant home and everything and all the crap is just nightmarish. In fact, when I did my move, I was just like, I have so much crap. And I just threw away so much stuff. And I've always loved the minimalist lifestyle, but I just found out that I don't do it very well because I have so much crap. It doesn't help to, that companies are always sending us stuff to review, so I always have tons of cool toys. Um, and that was what was overwhelming when I moved. I'm like, wow, I kept way more of the stuff and didn't give it away that I should have given away of all the review products on the ChrisVosshow.com. So um, that's the journey. So we'll use this as a bookmark for the beginning of that journey. I technically it began about a month ago. Uh, we downsized and I've been too busy moving and living out of a box uh, and trying to find all my stuff in a box. I'm still at that phase right now where I'm like, where, what box is this in? And, uh, uh, you know, we're just missing stupid stuff like, where are the power cords for my lights? Oh, they're at the storage unit in Las Vegas, eight hours away. That's great. Um, so I'm going through that fun experience right now, but I wanted to connect with my audience and tell you what's coming up. So what we're going to try and do is inside of the van, uh, I've got a lot of really cool products as well. We just got some new mics from MXL. Uh, we've got some great lights that aren't quite as big and crazy from Lytro, Lytro Pro. Uh, we're setting those up for studio lights. Uh, I've got Sentrance, which has been a great mobile um event recorder i've got all this really cool stuff that we can use on the road to do podcasting uh and i'd love to travel to like small towns and maybe if i can grab some friendly people talk to them like hey man why do you live in in uh you know this little town that's got on i don't know you know 500 people in it man you guys are off the freeway of course uh, and, uh, you got these really cool buildings that share some of the pictures, experiences, maybe what it's like to live in this town or why you stay here, man. That might be cool to talk to them about. I've always been curious about why people do things. So this might be fun. And the nice thing is, is, you know, one of the other things I have at 52 is I like to take naps. <laughs> I'm at that age where naps are really important. Uh, and so just being able to, you know, I've always, anytime I'm racing to a destination, I'm like, oh man, I just need to stay awake and get there. And being able to just pull off the side of the road, take a nap, uh, relax somewhere, see some sort of back uh, haven area, you know, some little town or whatever, uh, maybe have a nice little coffee shop. The whole experience that I really love from Anthony Bourdain that he would do, meeting people 
from all walks of life anywhere in a non-judgmental way and being able to experience the food and and uh, what's going on in their life and what makes them tick. To me, that's always interested me. So what we can do is we can put that on the podcast and uh, either broadcast it from the truck or what well, we'd be technically we'd be uploading from the truck, so that's a broadcast. But uh, we could do all that on the road. To me, that seems like a lot of fun. And the nice thing is for my audience who's listening to the podcast, you can enjoy it too. So we can share that with you, and you guys can have all sorts of great content from that as well on top of the events that we go to. So anyway, that's the big picture of what we're doing on the Chris Voss Show the podcast and uh, the Chris Voss Life, if you will. Um, anyway, be sure to check out... Uh, Go to Pound RV Life, uh, Pound Van Life. You can even search Nomad Life. That's where you completely have nothing. Uh, Mike Elgin lives that way. No car, no home. Uh, I think I was paying close to $1,900 a month to service my house. And I don't, I've got an older car because I'm cheap and I'm a minimalist. But, uh, um, you know, most people have at least one car if they're single. Uh, they're probably paying, you know, $700 a month for that with payments and everything. That's like $2,500 a month. Uh, if you got rid of $2,500 a month and figured out a way to live much more inexpensively, that stacks up over 12 months. That's almost $30,000. That's $30,000. If you could say that for three years, you could buy a home. Uh, but of course you have to spend on some sort of living. Uh, Mike Elgin, you know, uses Airbnb. Uh, he's got friends all over the world and he goes to places and makes friends and communities and stuff. And sometimes they put them up. Uh, sometimes they have a spare little villa. They'll put them up. It's pretty, it's pretty funny how he goes through life, but he has a really great time. And the nice thing, he doesn't have this hassle of trying to make a nut every month to pay for all the stuff. And he's like, Chris, if you put enough planning into it, you'll be surprised how much you save. So anyway, that's the journey we're on. We've done a major life change in, in June, I think. If I stick with it, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. Uh, we're going to try renting some vans and checking it out. See if I really like staying in a van sometimes. Um, for all I know, I may hate it and just go, this is stupid. Give me a house back. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, so we're going to test it, play with it. Learn about it. There's a lot of education about living this lifestyle that you got to do. You just can't jump in and buy an RV and go, oh, I think everything will be fine. I mean, wow, it's it's crazy all the stuff that goes into it. But the nice thing is I can get a lot of products. Like I went to the adventure show and said, hey, you know, we're starting this van life. Uh, we want to review some of your products. You may see us reviewing some of the facilities of some of these companies. We want to go out and do that. Um, and... Uh, yeah, so we'll be reviewing all these products. It'll be great for you guys as an audience. You'll have more material. We'll have more great reviews on the Chris Voss Show. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. To give you an idea of how big the Sprinter life is, this uh, RV life is, there are now over 500 customizers, companies that customize these vans for RV uh, and uh, van life people this nomadic lifestyle, they actually customize these. This has become a new industry over, I don't know how long. Uh, and so there's tons of these customizers you can go to and pay them to customize your van. We met a lot of it at the Adventure Gear Expo. Um, and they, you know, they can build out a van, either customize the way you want, or they have pre-made versions they use. You know, it's, they, they blueprint these bloody vans with all the cabinets and crazy stuff they build. There's, you know, the, the real, the real interesting thing about this RV life is when they build these vans, 
you know, everything's about maintaining space because you don't have a lot of space to work from. So you have to do all sorts of new things like pull out drawers, pull out stoves, pull out sinks. I saw a lot of wild stuff um, where you can literally take a small, you know, one of those old hatchback trailers and turn it into a 20 by 20 space with a kind of a tent cover and pull out drawers, pull out uh, coolers, pull out TVs. Um, I just posted something on Instagram today where somebody has a giant TV mount that mounts to the front of their RV so that they can set up a campfire and watch Netflix. They can Netflix and chill, I suppose, <laughs> out in the wild. But they literally have like a mount where they can take their TV, this big screen TV, and it mounts right to the front of their truck, and they can sit and watch TV. That's just crazy, man. And so they just, they're just sitting in lawn chairs at the campfire and they, they have all the comforts of home, if you will. Uh, and that's the way to live, man. Uh, it's, it's pretty crazy. You can see the world, see life. You can go to different places, try different things on. And, uh, being a single person all my life and adventures I've wanted to do, um, this just fits right into me. Um, so there you go. And I'm getting older, so I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm going to be settling down anytime soon, really, other than that. Um, so thanks to my audience for tuning in. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the show, refer the show to your friends, tell them to subscribe. I certainly appreciate it. Tell them we have some really interesting content coming because I'm going to be doing more event shows. I'm going to be interviewing more CEOs and more people with interesting life um, experiences on the show. And you'll hear more about our adventures on the road. And they'll probably be good times and they'll, of course, be bad, but... Uh, it's always about that journey and we'll share what that's like for you. And you can live, uh, you can live through me. If you're one of those guys who's got a big house, he's got a wife and you got five kids and you can't go on the road. But I got to tell you, I've seen van life people there. I mean, the kids are fairly young, but they're, they're living out of van sometimes with three to four kids, which kind of blows my mind. They even have these giant school buses they renovate. Um, and they're not like the nasty hippie buses that you maybe you've seen, or, you know, I, I grew up seeing in the seventies. Um, they're like mini homes. They take like school buses and they turn them into mini homes and they're really friggin' nice. Uh, and, uh, uh, so it's, it's, it's going to be kind of an interesting journey. And, uh, and then I'm just, I'm just real excited to be able to have my dogs with me when I travel. I really, really like having my dogs with me my dogs are my whole world they're my kids they're my life they're my family and uh if i can take them with me and do little johnson events that'd be cool anyway enough about all that we're gonna upload this to the uh, podcast network and uh, be sure to subscribe there are seven podcasts now you can go to chris voss podcast and see all seven podcasts from bitcoin cryptocurrency to gaming everything else all that sort of good stuff you can check it out and of course watch the chrisvossshow.com for all the cool reviews of all these new sort of uh, uh nomadic ro roving lifestyle products and you're going to see some really cool backpacks you're going to see some really cool uh technology uh, that's going to blow your mind. The Ghost Sun Cooker is pretty cool. It's solar cooks your food, and they've got some other products that are out as well. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. We certainly appreciate you guys. Love you, and we'll see you next time.